when you especially have small children, other things fall to the wayside more easily. You don't have as much time. Someone needs your time. Um, You're really done by the end of the day. When the kid's bedtime comes around, you're done. And I know that. And that's not going to change until they get older. But what can change is your intentionality, okay? I know, I know you're up all early. I up early. I know you have kids waking up in the night still. I know that your spouse may be off at work and it's all on you um, a lot of the time and all you want is a minute. But just like we talked in previous podcasts about where do you want to be down the road, when those kids get older, your your most important relationship is still the person that you married. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Brooks McDonald Show. I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Carrie Beth. Hello. And um, we are wanting to spend some more time talking with you, as always, in our in motivation and in our Christian walks um, around marriage and relationship. The most intimate relationship outside of your walk with the Lord that you have. And we have walked all, all roads of, of that. Fair enough? Yep. It's been a long journey on a well-tread road, friend. <laughs> uh, but when one when we started seeing a marriage therapist, which is something highly encouraged, we were way too far into our marriage because again, when you think of marriage therapists, well, then you got something wrong. See, and and uh, transparently, we did in ways, and we learned more in therapy what what we had worked because we were seventeen and eighteen. We got together, and we just kind of. Did it on our own, you know. Um, but I encourage anyone. It doesn't. It therapy doesn't mean broken. Therapy means that you're intentionally working. It's like a pro athlete that works with a with a physical therapist or with a psychiatrist. They exist to get the best out of you and to dig deep to find things that maybe under the surface that they can ask the right question or discussion or say the right word to get you where you need to be. Sorry, tangent. And so. That therapist that we were talking to, she likened for me, she reminded me that marriage is like a garden. And in a garden, you have all that you walk into. We, me and Care Beth, in our old age, especially, we love to wander through a beautiful garden together. And we're in these beautiful gardens. And what you always see, like we were in California at this one, um, where were we? Newport Beach at this, at this library and garden. Um, oh, and, yeah, yeah. and what was all around us were gardeners out there tending the garden. And she said, Brooks, that marriage is like a garden, that even though in marriage you don't intentionally put anything bad there, if you leave a garden alone long enough, unattended, weeds will begin to grow. Things that you did not plant will begin to sprout and choke out the good, healthy, beautiful plants. It will take over your garden completely with weeds and kill all the beautiful things over time. And you didn't do anything necessarily to make it that way intentionally. You just left it untended. Woo! Boy, that hit me between the eyes. And it kind of 
one thing, if I was trying to, when I walked down that mental path, I thought about how being an entrepreneur and a business owner, the one thing if people ask me what I was really good at is delegating, uh, seeing, identifying qualities in people, their their abilities, uh, encouraging them in those abilities, and then delegating the things that I they were better at than me to them. And and I was really good at delegating and freeing up time. And and, and the reminder was Brooks, you can't delegate marriage. You can't hire garden. I was hiring gardeners for my business garden. I was hiring gardeners for you know these businesses and what they were doing and tending it, and I could watch it. In your garden of marriage, there are no gardeners to be hired. You are the gardener. You have to spend the time in that. I know maybe some of you are like, duh, but some of you needed to hear it, and it's something that really should hit you between the eyes. What are your thoughts? All right. Where my mom's at. Okay. I can speak to what I know and where I've been and what I am, right? So if you're a mom and have kids of any age, but this will especially hit you when you have young children. We're tired, y'all. We're tired. And someone always needs you. I thought you said retired. And I was like, <laughs> you can't retire. We we tired. We tired. Not you can't retire. We tired. We are tired. Someone always needs you. Someone's always touching you. Um, It's a beautiful season, but it's a messy season. Okay? And for us, what we found and why we're passionate about helping the next generation through this is that when you especially have small children, other things fall to the wayside more easily. You don't have as much time. Someone needs your time. Um, you're really done by the end of the day. When the kid's bedtime comes around, you're done. And I know that. And that's not going to change until they get older. But what can change is your intentionality, okay? I know. I know you're up all early. I up early. I know you have kids waking up in the night still. I know that your spouse may be off at work and it's all on you um, a lot of the time and all you want is a minute. But just like we talked in previous podcasts about where do you want to be down the road, when those kids get older, your your most important relationship is still the person that you married, okay? And if that is neglected that whole time because you're just parenting, hear me, parenting is good, but if you're never giving any time to your spouse, how is that relationship going to be mended? And when you hear me say, I did not do a good job at this when my kids were younger. And I just want to encourage you to take some time, even when you're so tired, just say like, this is our time. And for this amount of time for the day, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to look at my spouse with not a kid on me. And we're going to talk about what's really going on. And we're going to connect. Just that little bit of intentionality with us would have made such a difference. Now, thankfully, we have found a totally different path, but I just want to encourage you if you're in that season or any season, I now have children that we divide and conquer to drive all over town all evening, but we have a priority that we stick to. So even if you haven't talked to your spouse about this, if you're hearing this today and you're like, man, yeah, we really should do this. I want to do that, but will they want to do that? 
talk to your spouse and set some time, set some areas where you can set aside time for each other. Yeah. And I mean, I think too, that's dreaming together. That's coming up with the next game plan because uh, it's being a team and working together. When I say it's like not two um, roommates passing in the night and that a lot of times with young kids, it can become that easily. You know, it's so intentionally as even guys too, if you've been married young is giving credit to your spouse that they are competent in the discussion. And so when you're sitting down together, it's not to point out where they're wrong or to lord over them, but it's to truly hear their heart and trust that the God that puts you together and and designed that relationship has she or he has a lot to bring to the relationship and and it's, and you see them in the light of positive and that's where I say for Carrie Beth there were times in our relationship where it was in a really really rocky place but what Carrie Beth did is she spoke in the way that Christ would and she even would say like it's it's words Christ would have you see in them the way Christ loves them and over time with wounds and and heartache and just people aren't perfect, you can allow yourself to look at your spouse differently and to hold grudges against them um, for things. And and some of that may be in the, the root of it an important something that needs to be dealt with. Like there are some people watching this that may be in relationships that um, it isn't good. The best interest isn't at heart. But I'm also here to tell you that the Lord has a way to get you through it. And additionally, piling on top of what Carrie Beth said is that are you putting God as the head of the relationship? You think of like a triangle, and at the very top is God, and you're on the bottom corners, is that as you each individually draw draw closer to God, you don't even know it, but you're drawing closer to each other. And especially in your walk, if you're as you have a common theme of growing closer to God, it, as a couple, it brings you closer together. And that's the, it's like a circle, but it's not a circle. It's a triangle to bring you closer to the Lord. <laughs> Sorry. I could, it was, all I saw was the movie and and it's a circle, uh, Rob Schneider. But, um, and truthfully though, is that time to pray? Because a lot of it too is, is we lack faith. We lack faith in the relationship game of, God, man, this person's been like this forever. They ain't changing. Do you serve the same God that I serve that can change hearts and change minds and rebuild and mend and pierce people's hearts and, and prod them to be better people? Do you, do you doubt that God can't do that in your relationship? And that's where a lot of people need to be is you, you're too stubborn to think that God can do something in them that you can't. Well, I'm here to tell you, you need God to do it because you need to shut your mouth. There's a lot of us that's like, as a human, your human uh, brain and rationalization ain't working, and you need God to to speak and, and speak through the Spirit. And if we want to, whoop, little sneeze there. If we want to look, look at examples. The Bible is a living word. And recently, in what I've been studying, has been talking about Saul, and he's talking about you don't think you not believe in the God that I do that can change people, guys. Saul was persecuting, killing Christians, and then became a mighty force for God. I'm here to tell you firsthand: it can be in the depths of what you think cannot be saved, but if you and your spouse 
are seeking God's will for you, yes, it can. God heals today just like He always has, okay? And But you have to ask Him and allow Him to work in you and on your marriage, and you got to take responsibility for where you're at. That's the other thing. You can't just look at, allow yourself to see your spouse differently and say, well, you, 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 you. This is a two-way relationship, okay? Yes, we're leaning into God and we're trusting Him, but take responsibility. You cannot control that other person. That change is not on you, but you can control how you see that person, how you deal with that person, how it affects your emotions, And you can ask God to give you the words, ask the Spirit to be in you, to give you the way to deal with them. This was just my advice to one of our young people in our group is, no matter what He comes at you with. Now, hear me. Be safe. There are situations I'm not not, um, ignoring that there sometimes are situations that are not okay. Okay? This is in a normal relationship where you're both trying. Okay? Yeah, but a lot of people even want to make it to where it's it's the worst, and maybe it's not. I'm yes. just I'm, uh, there's a cop out a lot of times. They're like, "Well, no, you don't understand. It's irreparable." Yeah, no, and it's not. I was meaning abusive. Okay, let's yeah. call it what it is. Okay, but you've got to trust. Just ask God for yourself to help you see how you can be. Okay, just like we talked about being tired at the end of the day. Use everything that you have in you to get to what you want to be. And I'm telling you, your marriage, if your marriage is good, I guarantee you that your life is good. Okay? If your marriage and this number one relationship on earth, okay? And some of y'all need to hear that. Well, my friends, my parents, my family, whatever. Social media contacts. Yeah. Your number one relationship on this earth is your spouse. And so you need to treat it that way. Yeah. And I think about for us, like, as we have grown and we see, we know what healthy is, just like you do. And and what does our healthy look like for us is making time together. And I do not, I'm not ignorant to the fact that our time freedom that we worked on allows us to be intentional on time. But I, don't don't hear me and be like, oh, you can do that. No, you can too. There is time that you make to be able to do this. And we found that walking together and taking uh, time, even creatively so. So like a lot of times it's in the morning, but uh, earlier this week, we had to be in, Brody had to be somewhere and Carrie Beth was taking him. And so we went and I rode with her because we Blair could stay by herself and do some studying. It was right down the road. And while he was in his event, me and Carrie Beth walked across the street to where the hospital is and we walked around the hospital a bunch of times. And it was special too, because we had to kind of like mentally pray over the hospital, but also just connect and decompress on what's going on in the day where we're trying to head and find even in our busyness, you know, that time. And that was that took intentionality, you know, for us to be there. And and your spouse appreciates that. I appreciate that she's like, yeah, no, let's do that. She probably appreciates it. I'm like, yeah, let me go with you to do that. It's those little things and knowing those love languages of to where to be able to connect to. Yeah, I think there's another thing too of like, there's so many depths to marriage where people can think like, what is intimacy, right? Well, intimacy is so many things. Those little touches of the time that you're intentionally spending together and being together together. 
those are also intimate, make you want to be intimate in a different way. There's this balance between your best friend and the strongest person by your side and your love, right? Um, But the deepest, deepest love that matters that's going to get you through every stage of your kid's life, every stage of your life is that deep love that's cultivated by time. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And so, I mean, again, around communication and taking times. Now, another thing that is an idea, just tangible pieces, is writing notes to each other. And so we have a little notebook that we, it's not every day, but, you know, a couple times a week or so, we trade it back and forth. It's just kind of, if I wrote something, I give it to her. She writes something give it back. Or sometimes maybe she'll write two in a row because I've, she's just kind of a reminder. Hello, have you, are you going to write me a note? Um, but that we write physical notes to each other and we text each other um, affirmations because, again, unlike a business partner or whatever, to where you're just kind of working and you're trading off tasks and that's kind of it, and then they go off to 5 o'clock to wherever their house is different. This is a an emotional relationship and connection that you got to build. And even in when they have work work-life development to where there's um, – lunches together, they're trying to create culture in their work to try to solve that. It's the same thing with your marriage of being able to create depth of relationship. And then a lot of time is each individual person working towards just listening. And sometimes, especially in youth, I say it, but anybody, you may go into like, yeah, but if I sit and listen, they'll never give me a chance to talk. Well, maybe you need to just listen. Maybe that is true. But also, if you're walking into the conversation with that mentality, is all they're going to do is talk. They're going to tell me stuff. They're never going to give me a chance. I'm never going to share. It's going to be take, 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 take. You need to check your heart. You need to say a prayer for God to touch that your heart to be able to give you. And, and speaking from experience in that that she needed offload stuff to me or I needed offload stuff and she sat and listened and a lot of times where I deserved way more than just a listening ear, you know, that she sat and, and walked through that stuff, you know, with me. And and that you're communicating. Because with that is communication. Because in this day and age where there's uniquenesses of technology and social media, there is a dark space in all those places. And I can tell you from seeing hearing countless stories and knowing and seeing people walk through life together. There's somebody else out there that would love to listen to your stories. But if you walk into a situation and you find yourself speaking and telling those things to somebody else other than your spouse, then you need to build a red flag. And if you're not walking in prayer or close enough to the Spirit, those red flags and those process, those proddings may not even be there. That's why you got to walk in relationship with the Lord. But even God's going to try to give you doorways out, and you need to be attentive to the doorways because it doesn't need to be in a social media or text or friend relationship um, with the opposite sex that you're finding fulfillment of these discussions with anyone else. That's not necessarily physical. That's emotional support. And that's why me and Carrie Beth intentionally work and check each other's heart to make sure that we talk and that we're the ones that are communicating that. Because in every, I mean, guys, odds aren't good. If if I you ask me about going to um to Vegas or not and what your odds are, I'd say you kind of just gamble because even on roulette, if you put it on black, it's 50-50 that you're gonna win. That's marriage statistics these days. It's 50% 50 that you're going to make it or not. So you got to get serious about this. And Satan wins when he's like, God, that's not you. You're fine. You're not in those situations. You're not physically abusing her. You're maybe not emotionally abusing her. 
It's okay. You just don't talk to her a whole lot. It's fine. It's little kids. She'll get over it. She can get over it. She's a big girl. Those are things where Satan gets the wins to where you've, in some ways, even got to be corny. You got to go back to corny love that just is simple words. And yes, maybe you don't think you require words of affirmation, but they do. And you need to make sure and and serve. You know, some of it, I think a lot of it comes back to, sorry, I'm rambling, but it's service and serving the other person and putting their needs before yours. And just like uh, the movies, uh, War Room or uh, Fireproof, mm-hmm. Fire, yeah. Fireproof? Fireproof. <laughs> Fireproof is around just serving that other person, even if you're getting smacked while you're doing the serving and trusting that the Lord's working in that relationship and that heart. I was the recipient of that service in my life to where Carrie Beth was loving and pouring on me when I was undeserving and was ugly. She just loved on me. And then God pulled me up out of it alongside her. And that may be where you're at in your relationship. And then I also want to say like, you're hearing from 38 and 39 year old marriage that have been married for 18 years and have been together a long time. And so that's just wisdom. And when we're 60, we're going to have even more wisdom. And so just know like everybody's in a different place. Just like we say, don't look at social media at somebody's house or somebody's financial situation they have. Don't look at social media and see somebody else's marriage and say, I wish I had that. I promise you their marriage is not what it looks like. Everybody has stuff. Okay, we're humans, we work through things. But I love this quote, I'm pretty sure it was Mike and Kara Ayala that are our buddies in our mastermind that said, marriage should be the ultimate mastermind. Yeah. And for a lot of our marriage, we did not live like that. But we have learned that together, being having the same goals, working together in faith, in business, in just relationships, and serving that that like we build each other up we are growing on our own but growing together and like that's been the biggest difference maker for us is talking about dreaming of what we can do next and how can we make more of an impact and how can we serve more so it doesn't and it, it doesn't have to be like when you sit down and have these conversations like he's saying don't assume that it's going to be like okay let me hear let me hear how the day was or how I did something. No, it can, sometimes it might need to be that. You need to talk about things, but it can be really great stuff that you want to do together and talking about how you're going to get there, okay? And also don't, when you hear us talking about parenting, this is also on my heart. We never mean to be negative about parenting. We're real about parenting because we've been through a lot of stages of it. It's a blessing, but I'm here to tell you it is even more of a blessing when your household is in a happy, healthy marriage, and that's the way that you parent your kids because they are seeing mom and dad um, come together and parent them in a healthy way. And so, yes, kids can be a distraction. Yes, kids can make it tougher, but also you created these children together or adopted them, whatever it may be. You're in this together to raise these children. And so let that be something you're excited to work on. Instead of when your kid has a really hard time or something's going on with them and you got to figure out how to help them, don't like take it against the other person too of like, oh, this is your fault too. Brainstorm ways together how you can help that kid because you're going to feel so great when you give it to God and you together figure out how to get that kid on a better path. Yeah, no, that's right. And I mean, too, it's, over long periods of relationships, there's a lot of personalities that live and die 
together. And and some of it, again, shout out to Michael. I was talking about you die a lot of times in your life because your parent of young kids dies to the parent of adolescent of parent teenagers and and then single and then empty nesters and where you're headed. And in a relationship, you're gonna have to morph and grow and 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 uh kind of like a, a butterfly in a cocoon, you know, just grow into these things. And um and change and, and and be different people. And you've got to be able to walk in that through as many years as we've been together and Lord willing that we have ahead, it's growing. And just like if you go into a um a physical a coach, you know, that's a in a gym, that's a trainer, and you're 80 pounds overweight and they can walk with you a path to improvement and you believe because you've seen examples that it has the same as in marriage. Those same growth opportunities of improvement are there. You just have to go a different way than a physical training to work on improving and growing. And then you do things like where we together, we we don't stifle each other's dreams. So we have safe space of discussions of like no ideas crazy. And we just kind of share crazy ideas of what ifs. And sometimes I get to hear Carrie Best's heart on stuff, but in a fun way, the words she's dreaming, and and I'm excited to see that little kid side of her dream. And same with us, and we find these commonalities, and then we figure our lane. Because back to an earlier episode we had about having our five year plan and our goals and ethics and 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 who we stand for, our mission statement as a family. We find that common ground that can be woven into those plans, and we actually execute on them. So in a couple weeks, we're heading out in an RV. One of Carrie Best's dreams was to be in uh, foliage season and leaf peeping up in uh, New England, and she's given fist bumps there. But um, uh, and that's a dream that we created. We figured out how to put it in place, and we're executing on that. We had saved up gajillion miles with Southwest Airlines, so. If you ask how we do that, sometimes though my mother-in-law is going to fly the kids up a week into the trip. My parents are going to fly up and fly the kids back a week early from the end of the trip so that they're not missing school too much. Plus, fall break kind of falls in there, so they're only out of school for a week and a half. We've intentionally put them into a private school that allows for freedom. Think, these are all planned things from early on that when we found a school that was okay with traveling, we found ways to have financial freedom and time freedom to be able to do this. We save miles to where, yes, we have a budget that we live on so we can use this to to help uh, supplement our budget to where the miles are perfect. I literally had to buy just a few more miles to finish out to where it bought seven plane tickets of of two ways uh, with that. But I don't have any more Southwest tickets, but honestly, Southwest doesn't fly as many places down here, so we shifted to Delta. So I'm just saying it all worked tangibly. This isn't just like a pie-in-the-sky thing. True execution. We bought a fifth wheel. We've got the fifth wheel ready. I went last week to make sure that the slide-outs work on and everything. Those are just real specific small examples of how maybe small to me, probably not small to you when you hear, you know, okay, during the school year, you're going to be gone for a month and how you did that. It's possible, guys. You just have to put ideas and plans to it. Reach out to me, reach out to Carrie Beth, reach out to your mentors and say, hey, I want to start down these paths and in time together. But I apologize. Let me back up and say something. It doesn't have to be four weeks off in an RV somewhere. It can be a cup of coffee on the porch together that means the world. It can be a conversation about your kids today. Don't let my excitement about what I have coming up to, oh, here we go. See, I can't do that. 
it doesn't have to be that. And 22-year-old Brody and or Brooks and Carrie Beth didn't have that in our minds. I mean, we were excited to go to a University of Memphis basketball game and to dinner together. And and, and I wish she probably wished I was just more intentional of going to the park when the weather was nice. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. Okay. So I just feel this on my heart to say this is a very tangible thing you can do with your spouse that makes a big difference in communication and um, just being there for each other. So whatever it looks like for you, whatever time of the week works best, I would really encourage you to sit down with your spouse and look at your calendar for what you have going on that week. We actually have a shared calendar and maybe that doesn't work for you, but for us, it works to have a shared calendar. Look in your shared calendar, talk about what you have that week, and then ask the simple question that is this, how can I help support you this week? Because that shows your spouse that you care. How can I help you? Okay. So for him, it looks like, all right, how can I help with the kids? What do I need to be for pickup? You know, or whatever. Hey, you want to work on this? Okay, well, where can we get you time to do this? For him, it's maybe meetings we need to take about investments or business or whatever. Being on the same page with what you have going on and that simple act of saying, how can I help support you this week is huge. And that's a conversation starter for you. And that's a communication for you. And so I just would really encourage you to at least take that step this week. All right. Thank you. Thank you for being here and listening through this. We appreciate you. Please give us a like and a follow and share and reach out to us. Hope you have a great day. Uh, Just lean into the Lord today and to look how you can serve Him. Thanks.